Dark Secrets. Hey there, I'm LaDonna Humphrey. And I'm Amy Smith. Welcome to the Deep Dark Secrets podcast, where LaDonna and I shine a light in some very dark places. In today's episode, we're going to delve back into the world of human trafficking with a follow-up on one of our previous discussions, and that was about Jeffrey Epstein. Update on this story today comes on the heels of a federal judge in New York ordering that court documents are to be unsealed in early 2024, which is pretty interesting. The purpose of that ruling is to make the names of Jeffrey Epstein's associates public. These documents are part of a settled civil lawsuit alleging Epstein's one-time girlfriend, Ghislaine Maxwell, helped facilitate sexual abuse of a girl named Virginia. Terms of that 2017 settlement have never been disclosed, but we're getting ready to find out some names that may be associated with the trafficking scheme. Mm-hmm. And I bet there's some people that are a little unnerved at this moment. Oh, I bet they are quaking in their sex trafficking boots. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Maxwell, you know, she is currently serving a, a 20-year prison sentence after she was convicted of sex trafficking and of procuring young girls for for her uh, boyfriend, Epstein, which I, that's a whole nother level of weird. It's ooh. That's all I could say is it's ooh. Yeah. I mean, you know, I do a lot for my spouse, but I don't think I'd go get him his fill of children. But that's just me. So Epstein, if you recall, died by suicide in 2019, which I'll just have to say, I don't believe it. But that's for another podcast. He was in a Manhattan jail and he committed suicide while awaiting trial on a federal sex trafficking charge. Amy, I think we're going to have to dedicate an entire episode uh, to Epstein's supposed suicide. Yeah, because if he, if he committed suicide, then, you know, I'm 20 and a size zero because I just don't believe it. And I even think that that suicide was to keep all these names that are going to be coming out and in uh, a few weeks uh, so didn't really help him all that much just bought him some time i agree i think that's entirely possible so buckle up listeners as soon as they release that information we will be bringing you another episode <laughs> yeah check back with us <laughs> so from what i understand amy names that are going to be released by judge loretta presca i believe that's how you pronounce it um these I think so. These names will be released um, on January 1st, and that's just in a few days. So that's going to be interesting. And some of the names will include Epstein's victims. Some will include his co-conspirators in the trafficking scheme, and some will just be business associates. So it'll be interesting to see how all that plays out and how, you know, armchair sleuths take that and run with it and figure out who was involved and I'm interested. I mean, I'm going to be watching. But the other thing about this ruling is it did give anyone who objects to their documents becoming public, it gave them time to object. I thought that was interesting because 
I'm sure it will be a lot of the victims that don't want their name released. But I also think it's going. Oh, absolutely. Well, I think it's also going to be co-conspirators. So that'll be interesting. But one of the other things the judge said was, is basically that some of these individuals have already given media interviews and that no matter what, their names will not stay private. Oh. So I don't think she's playing. Yeah. So she's she's going to let it. Yeah. She's going to let it all hang out, so to speak. Yeah. That's that's the way to start a new year for sure. And it's, you know, it's really hard to believe, LaDonna, that more than 150 people are expected to be identified in hundreds of files that may very well expose more details about Jeffrey Epstein's sex trafficking of women and girls in places like New York, New Mexico, the U.S. Virgin Islands, and and other places. And it's also important to note that some of the names that will be released, they may have nothing to do with the Epstein child sex trafficking ring at all. I mean, instead, some of those names may simply have been included due to depositions, emails, or other legal documents. I mean, how would you like to have your name thrown in there just, you know, just because you gave a deposition but you had nothing to do with the evils of Epstein's world? That would be terrifying. (laughs) Oh, that's horrifying. I would be very scared. But I think a lot of that will come out. I mean, I'm sure there are people that were friendly with Epstein or did business with him that have never said a word because they are horrified by his horrible actions. And now, you know, that's going to be made public. And that would be very scary and life-changing. Oh, absolutely. Well, I, I think... You know, with that aside, I think it's important to remember that the reason that is going to be life changing for people, it's because Epstein was originally charged with having sex with a minor back in the early 2000s. And that's terrible. But despite that charge, he received an incredibly light sentence in exchange for a plea deal that protected him from various federal charges. Later, as most of us know, Epstein was arrested again as part of an ongoing investigation into his continued abuse and trafficking of underage girls. And that original deal, along with the people involved in it, included celebrities and politicians, wealthy businessmen. There are so many dots to connect, and it is a wild, wild story. Yeah, and I'm just going to put in right here and say that, you know, what you're trying to say is that Epstein's story is just a rabbit hole of horror. It is. I mean, first and foremost, I mean, it's crazy. So that's where, this is where we cue the music, the screaming. It's like the rabbit hole of rabbit holes. You know, first, you, you know, if you have to start investigating his initial charges, I mean, those alone were horrific. There were over 30 victims identified at that time. And yet, how he got this sweetheart deal, which was just crazy, um, that was arranged by Alexander Acosta. Keep his name in mind, because shortly um, we're going to delve into him just a little bit more. But But Epstein's deal, that was just ridiculous. You know, so much so that he was basically allowed to choose 
which plea he wanted to be guilty of. Like, for example, Epstein opted to plead guilty to prostitution of a 17-year-old rather than that same charge with a 14-year-old that he was also guilty of. So he got to, you know, pick and choose which one he got charged with. And then part of his plea deal also allowed him to be assigned to a low security wing of the prison, which gave him so much freedom. I mean, he had a ridiculously amount of work leave, which allowed him to keep running his business, which we know was illegal. <laughs> so he got to leave, you know, his prison area and, and continue to run his ring. That's just sick. That's sick. You know, people who have, have way too many parking tickets have served much harder time than Epstein did. And also, you know, pleading to that single state-level charge halted the ongoing federal charges that he was most certainly facing. So you remember, the federal charges would reveal the dozens and dozens of victims that had been sexually exploited at the hands of Epstein and his associates. So it was just sweeping it under the rug, you know, because of his plea, per se. It's just horrible that he was able to get away with the things that he did and he was not really seriously punished. Oh, no. W what a joke. Yeah, it was a joke. It's what a I mean, he had he had no punishment at all. In fact, he probably got more work done there. I know. I feel so sorry for his victims because can you imagine how they felt? Yeah, like that it meant nothing. No. Yeah, it's just this this whole story is very disturbing and it's it's sickening. And the layers of deceit and disgust seem to get worse every time I investigate his twisted world of sex trafficking. Yeah, I, I definitely agree, LaDonna. And I think what I'm about to tell you will further hammer that thought home. Do you remember when I mentioned Alexander Acosta, you know, the one who organized Epstein's plea deal? Well, under Trump's administration, Acosta became the U.S. Secretary of Labor. He went on to propose budget cuts in the Labor Department's International Labor Affairs Bureau from an original $68 million to under $20 million. Now, this is important to consider because the International Labor Affairs Bureau, they handle a ton of cases that are directly related to child labor, human trafficking, and circumstances that are relevant to Epstein's child prostitution and sex trafficking. So in the wake of Epstein's second arrest, Acosta, of course, had to resign his position. That's pretty damning. Yeah, right? Because this is like this truly horrific tale that you keep peeling back the layers and it just gets worse and worse. And I think, you know, we should take pause as we consider anyone that was associated with Epstein or Maxwell. I mean, for real, because we cannot forget that this duo from 1994 to 2004, they worked together to identify girls, groom them, and then entice them to travel. And they transported them to Epstein's properties in New York and Florida and New Mexico and God knows where else. Right. And, you know, the girls, some of whom were as young as 14 years old, 
And I believe they were probably younger in some instances. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You know, they were sexually abused, often under the guise of giving massages. I mean, it was absolutely disgusting. And in this civil suit that was settled in 2017, Maxwell was accused of recruiting Virginia, the girl at the heart of the lawsuit that we were talking about earlier. Right. Mm -hmm. So they were accused of this, you know, recruiting this young girl who was 17. No, I take that back. She was 16 years old at that time. And she was forced to serve as Epstein's sex slave for years. For years. She also accused Maxwell and Epstein of directing her between the years of 2000 and 2002 to have sex with a number of other prominent associates. And allegedly, one of those accusations was made against Britain's Prince Andrew. Prince Andrew? Yep, the one and only. He, of course, has denied these claims, but he did. However, settle a sexual assault lawsuit that Virginia brought against him. The suit was settled for an undisclosed sum. And the research that I found said that the Crown allegedly wanted this to go away. Yeah, I bet she did. (laughs) Yep. I found that interesting, you know, that he had nothing to do with it. But we'll go ahead and settle yeah, for for uh, for an undisclosed sum of money. Yeah, we'll just we'll give you a donation. Yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah, that's interesting. You know, I, I wouldn't. I would fight to the bitter end if if I didn't do it. I'm not going to settle. No way. I mean, I get it. Why why people? You know, some people will settle stuff just because it's like they have more money than sense. A and and B. It's like you know, dragging it out you know, would probably cost more in the in the long run. But I'm a principal kind of girl. So I either did it or I didn't do it, you know, and I'll I'll fall on that all the way down. Let's get, you know, back to it. It's the fact is this the release of these 150 plus names is something that the public has wanted to have happen for some time now. Okay, there's this outcry of justice. And up until this point, it did seem like the public you know, or me and you, so to speak, but I have to admit there's other people that care, that we would never learn the full scope of Epstein's child sex trafficking operation. And honestly, we may never know the full truth. I mean, after all, Epstein is dead after mysteriously pulling off a suicide while incarcerated in a high security prison stay. And I don't know. Yeah, go figure. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and to complicate matters even more, it was discovered that Epstein wasn't just aligned with celebrities. He was also closely aligned with politicians from both sides of the fence. So certain elites from both the Democratic and Republican parties spent time with this well-known pedophile and sex trafficker. That means that this story and the details of the truth may be buried forever. Oh, yeah. I mean, power and money. It does a lot of crazy stuff. It does. And one of the most prominently publicized relationships was Epstein's friendship with the former Democratic president, Bill Clinton. So if you recall... I knew, I knew, no, no, I knew you were going to say it. I wanted to <laughs> interrupt you and say, 
she's going to say Bill Clinton. <laughs> exactly. But he did not inhale. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So Bill just seems to always be floating around with there's some type of sex scandal. But maybe he's just unlucky. Maybe it's, you know, maybe just always in the wrong places. If you recall, though, Bill Clinton had quite the presence on Epstein's flight logs. He, of course, claimed he had only met Epstein a few times, but as it always does, the truth surfaced and it pointed to something else, that Bill Clinton had, in fact, been in frequent contact with Epstein from the start of his presidency. The Yeah. Oh, the webs we weave. Uh And they are woven tightly. You know, and that's not all. When the records from Epstein's 2008 prison stay surfaced, it was quickly discovered that he was visited over 15 times by a longtime Clinton associate named Arnold Paul Prosperi. I think that's how you say that. Um, I'm not friends with him. So, you know, Arnold was the same associate that former President Clinton had pardoned. You know, he commuted his sentence for fraud to just house arrest. Those are the things that make you go, hmm. Well, that makes you go, hmm. <laughs> this will definitely make you go, hmm, hmm, hmm. Because... In my research for this episode, I discovered that during Maxwell's trial, there was a series of FOIA requests. Oh, the beautiful FOIA. Mm, Love them. Oh, indeed. And that revealed that Epstein had visited Clinton in the White House at least 17 times. But according to Clinton, they didn't know each other very well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have people I don't know come see me all the time. Right. right. And the truth is that this is just the tip of the iceberg for a saga that revolves around one of the world's most prolific child sex traffickers. It's just the tip of the iceberg. Oh, exactly. Now, Epstein basically operated in plain sight for decades, but was able to consistently escape justice or, you know, run it from his prison cell. And as business associates, they have also escaped that same justice until now. So I think the release of these 150 plus names may help uncover a level of public corruption that may expose a conspiracy like the world has never seen before. Listeners, as soon as the names are released and we've had some time to investigate, Amy and I will release another episode in our continuing coverage of this Epstein scandal. I promise you we will be back with all the deets. But until then, please stay safe, friends, and remember, keep your lights on. For exclusive content from this episode and other episodes, head on over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash deep dark secrets. Sign up and you will receive deep dark secrets merchandise, extra episodes, and much more. For more information about our podcast, visit deepdarksecretspodcast.com.